What's up gamers? Welcome to the Level 99 Daily Show for Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. Remember, this is your RPG podcast that releases every single weekday and is the show where I dive deep into the greatest genre in gaming. I'm your host, Philip. Let's get today's episode started. I'm going to go ahead and apologize that today's episode is going to be a little shorter because I just actually finished recording it only to find out that something happened with the audio and I lost everything. So I don't really have that much time now because I spent it on the last recording. So we're just going to run down uh, some of the news that has come out the last couple of days that I find noteworthy. And then we're just going to have to roll with that without a specific topic for tonight. Um, so first off, just a reminder that tomorrow on the switch because remember i have switchrpg.com which uh, compiles all of the rpgs on the platform into one place and tells me when they're going to release if you know of sites that do that for rpgs exclusively on the other platforms please let me know what that is because that would be a big help for me because i would love to give you announcements on 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 those platforms as well but you know i have to do with i, I don't really have time to scour the whole list of games out there. So this database makes it very easy for me. If there's others out there, please let me know what they are. So reminder of what's coming RPGs coming out tomorrow is Ace of Seafood, Dragon Sinker, and Radiation Island. All those release tomorrow. And remember you can visit uh, switchrpg.com to get all the details and info you need Uh, before purchasing those games. Moving on, a couple of announcements uh, that released. Uh, One came out, I believe it it was either yesterday or the day before, and I honestly didn't realize it was an RPG at the time, but it's called The Lost Child. It is being published by NIS. Yeah, published by NIS. And um, it's supposed to be like a dungeon crawler, I believe, you can go to switchrpg.com to uh, read up on it or just just Google because it's coming out on, I believe it's PS4, PlayStation Vita, and the Switch as well. So uh, I found out about it because of the Switch, but it is coming to the PlayStation um, too. So you, you can uh, check it out on the PlayStation Store, read up on it and see if that's interesting to you. I'm really on the fence about it um, and I'm really having, I'm, I'm going to have to wait until I hear some reviews from people that I, I trust and 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 I know have similar tastes to me, because I'm just not sure. I'm really 50-50 on this game. Um, a game that was announced today uh, for the Switch, I am not on the fence for because I I'm all I'm all about it, and that is called uh, Shining Resonance Refrain. It's actually a remaster of a PS3 JRPG that uh, stayed in Japan last time. I think it was back in 2014. Uh, Never released in the West. It's uh, published by Sega, developed by uh, Media Vision, and um, it's coming to the West. And this is actually the first release of a a game in the Shining series in the West in I think like a decade. Uh, In fact, I had never heard of the the Shining series or Shining franchise before today when this announcement was made. So I've got a lot of reading up to do on the series to get sort of caught up, you know, in their in their history and their um, their sort of 
release their releases from the past. Uh, this game looks very interesting. I, I like the I like the combat system, um, and and the really the, the look and the design of it. Uh, so you should go check it out. Now the interesting thing about this, like I said, is that it's published by Sega. So this makes a, another game uh, from Sega to come to the Switch because the because you got you got this game that's being remastered and and and, and is put into the West. So I think that's good in and of itself. But I think it would have been easy to put it on PlayStation Four and Xbox, but nothing else. And it is, in fact, coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. So it is releasing very wide. And I'm proud of Sega for yet another game on the Switch. Um, I believe the other RPG that they've got coming that's big is Valkyria Chronicles 4. And then they also have uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming out. So they're putting some RPGs on the platform, and I'm very interested to see how they sell and how they do and and i'm wondering if any amount of success would really make sega's you know really turn their heads and 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 see this platform as very viable and very vibrant and something that will continue to make them money so i know that they have a number of rpgs that haven't seen the outside of Japan and this being a remake or a remaster leaving Japan for the first time I'm wondering about its success and if it does well I'm wondering if that is sort of the key or the spark to get us more games over and on the platform of the switch so very interested to see how it does especially stacked up against a PS4 release because Sega being a third-party developer and publisher uh i i think is is very interesting because they're they are putting this game wide like i said so if the sales are good for the switch and really stand up to the the ps4 sales because yeah i don't i don't i don't really know the xbox fan base but in the past it hasn't seemed like they're just absolutely hungry for rpgs as a whole, and that may be an overgeneralized statement, but it seems to me like more RPGs come to PlayStation and Switch, or PlayStation and Nintendo, I would say, throughout the years. So I'm really interested to see that one-to-one, how how the Switch does against PS4 and the sales, and wondering if other third parties look at that and say, okay, Switch is viable. The Switch, you, you can actually have a lot of success not just doing a uh, not just doing a an exclusive deal, but actually selling wide and that and that platform is actually going to hold its own. So I'm very curious about that. Um, next, let's see um, something that is not coming to the switch that I wish was is Nina Kuni 2 um, from RPGamer.com. They posted the first 15 minutes of gameplay so you get some cutscenes, you get some actual running around um, the first location uh, you get some combat you get some um, uh, character dialogue back and forth first impressions are that I am absolutely obsessed with this game in fact I may pre-order it something that's very rare for me 
And something that's even rare for me is to buy a physical copy. And that's something that I uh, may do as well. The, I want to be careful. I don't want to say this looks like, a, I don't want to say too early that this looks like a special game, but it, it looks really, really good. Um, the art style is beautiful and kind of reminds me a little bit of Breath of the Wild, just in the way that they shade the game and like the way that the shadows work uh, and, and the colors, they're sort of like color, um, the way that they, they color the models. Uh, I'm in no way trying to like compare the two because I mean, they're really apples and oranges as far as game goes. But there were a couple of lines of similarity that I was just like seeing right off, right off the bat. And the art was one of those. And then sort of the way that they handled dialogue. Because it seems like the cutscenes are fully voiced. But then once you get out of a cutscene and it's like just inner character dialogue. Um, between, you know, between your player character and NPCs. It seems like that is mainly text based. Which seems very Breath of the Wild. I mean you did a lot of reading Breath of the Wild. Something that I'm okay with. But... It seems like that's the case in Nino Kuni 2. It really gives it this like classic vibe to have a lot of the dialogue text-based. Um, and really the kind of the, the game as a whole really gives me like this timeless feel. Because the the thing with that art style is that since you're not aiming for photorealism, when you get 10 years down the road, you're not looking back and saying, oh wow, that really doesn't look realistic right because like if you think final fantasy 8 uh, i mean that was i'm not saying that they were going for photo realism but they were going for this real the realistic aesthetic with the, the character models and things and then once the technology once the technology you know outpaced that game and you moved to the next thing that really started to show its age and even things like final fantasy 10 and 12 for the time looked gorgeous but then once again technology moves ahead it really kind of shows its age a bit and some of the character models but then you have things like i mean to me sprite work it has that element of timelessness because once again you're not aiming for this hyper realism and so then once the the tech outpaces it it just doesn't look great no matter where you are in time those sprites look gorgeous i mean to me final fantasy 6 still looks just beautiful so to me like this this art style and the shading um of both breath of the wild and you know 2 are really smart and gorgeous and i feel like 10 years down the road no matter what kind of systems we're playing on or kind of specs those systems have, those games are still going to look really pretty. That's my opinion, at least. So yes, I'm excited about Nino Kuni 2, but what about you? Are you excited? Are you planning on getting it day one? And then last but not least, um, there's a game that is released, I think this happened yesterday, that's called Legendary Gary. Um, and it is actually a game that was handcrafted by a single guy. He was a programmer on What Remains of Edith Finch, a game that a lot of people loved. Um, I think like this game took 
legendary Gary uh, took this guy like four years or something. Um, and talking about beautiful and timeless, it, it, it looks hand drawn. Um, and the concept of it looks phenomenal. It's an RPG about a guy that plays RPGs and there's kind of an element of persona in this game, at least from what I read, that's kind of what, that's the vibe that I'm getting. Um, it's on steam right now, but it seems like during the day you have some sort of, uh, you have like your relationship, um, relationships with like your friends and things like that. And you can do things to level those relationships up. And then at night he plays a video game. So then like you're playing a game, at least that's, that was my interpretation. So I may be way off base, but if that's the case, that's pretty awesome. And I believe this game is like 15 bucks. Um, let me pull it up. I've got a tab open here for it. Yeah. It's on steam right now for $15. Um, it takes about six hours, to, four to six hours to play. So, uh, absolutely gorgeous. Go check out these screens. I, I got, I, I'm getting this information from PC gamer. Um, so go check out these screens or, uh, any videos that are on it. Uh, cause I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, but it's, I would love for this, uh, game to come to switch. I think a lot of indie games have done really well on it. Um, so it may not be out of the realm of possibility to get it on switch. Um, I probably will pick it up on steam, but man, I'd love to play it sort of just like in my hands and on the go. So, uh, Evan Rogers, if you're out there and you're listening, um, please get the game on switch. Yeah. Legendary Gary, an RPG about playing an RPG. Go check it out on steam. And that's really going to be it tonight, guys. Other than, um, I will tell you that I am currently, in the market for uh, Tales of Tales of the Abyss for the 3DS, I'm scouring eBay for it, um, and I've gotten into some bidding wars and have not been able to secure the game yet for a price that I really want. So, uh, so yeah, I am. I'm still working on the Tales series. Still working on Tales of Fantasia, um, and I haven't really decided where I'm going to go next in that series. But uh, Tales of the Abyss on the 3DS, I would love to play that because of that handheld uh, handheld form. And um, so it'd be great. But yeah, that's going to be all for tonight. Uh, sorry for the shorter episode. I felt like I just blazed right through it. Um, but once again, I had that had the audio troubles and that just really kind of put a damper on the whole podcasting evening but i digress if you listen to this version thank you so much for your support and thank you for listening to all the episodes that you do hope you enjoy listening to them as much as i enjoy uh, making them if you'd like to get in contact with me find me um, on uh, facebook instagram twitter i'm at at vault rpg remember my name is philip and this is the level 99 daily show until next episode go game your hearts out I'll see ya.